coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage. This is The Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. All right, so check this out. You know how... Oh, man, you know how sometimes there's conspiracy theories? Yes, I'm aware that sometimes there are conspiracy theories. I am so deep down the rabbit hole on like what I believe to be the conspiracy theory... Of all, of all conspiracy, conspiracy. It unites all the conspiracy theories. No, I don't want to act like I'm, I've discovered this simulation theory. No, I'm not the I'm not the parent of this discovery. I hope not. But I'm just going into the. Just is it something you knew about? Yes. previously, but like never really like went into it. It's something I've I've always. <sighs> Been interested in, but never really dove into trying to understand, but always had like a vague awareness of its existence. And now, like, over the last two or three days, I've been like, I want to learn, like, finally learn what this what this is. Like, what is this for real? Because, like, I have my idea of what it is. I've heard what other people's ideas of what it is is. The Illuminati. Let me try and figure out if I could, con- if I could, like, nail down what it is. And I think I have. The Illuminati. Not really nail. I don't want to. That's. Let me rephrase. I don't think I've nailed down anything about it. I just think I'm, I'm, I'm getting a better understanding of it based on like actually listening to people who do understand. The Fed. No. Jekyll Island. It's more esoteric. Okay, more esoteric. The Anunnaki. No. Gnosticism. Don't even know what that is. Gnosticism. It's an like ancient Nazis? religion. No, G N O, like oh. Geonosis, like. Uh, How do you pronounce Star that? Wars. Gnosticism. Did the Italians come up with this? Uh, possibly. Gnocchi. Yeah, probably probably had Rome had something to do with it. Gnocchi is. I think it's Macedonian or Greek, so maybe. Like, okay, it, explain. Okay, so. You understand Christianity, right? So actually, let me even take a step further back than that. There are two. Ways in which I think we can frame... This is my... Categories. this. Remember when the history of disc golf? Yeah, that was awesome. This is just High like sheets. that. This is like... I'm gonna, this is just my... That's actually like my favorite episode I think we've ever done. <laughs> this is just my summary of all the facts I've collected on this thing over the last few days. So like, don't... I am not an expert or a source on anything. If Wrong. You find it, if you were <laughs> listening to this, it is fact... <laughs> I've just collected a bunch of other facts that I've now internalized and regurgitated out probably incorrectly. So here we go. I think there are two ways we can categorize Gnosticism. There's like the modern day... Are you sure you're pronouncing it right? There sounds no way that that's how it's... Gnosticism, yes. Okay. There's like the modern day philosophy... I'm going to Google it. ...slash religion of Gnosticism... Which is more rooted in like new age chakra unification y yoga y spiritualism. Like there's a lot of that that goes into it, and less into like Christian mythology. The third word it's really the second word. Heretical. Heretical. You're a okay. heretic. Yeah, so here we'll get into why that is. 
The second way I think we could, and I'm interested in that, but only because it's an offshoot of what Gnosticism actually is, which is the mythology of Gnosticism, which I think is what is the interesting aspect. And then if you, if we get that, we can understand why all the other things tie into that and why people today who like would do Reiki might be really interested in Gnosticism, even though they might not grasp the bigger picture of do it, you even know, though they think they might. Do you not know that I do. know a Reiki expert? Do I know a Reiki expert? I don't no, know. I'm saying I know a Reiki expert. Oh, cool. See if they know about I thought it was bullshit. Sounds sounds very dumb. This goes into astral projection. We've talked about that on the show. Yeah. And you, how you can kind of see it taps into okay, so continue. So, all right, so we're going to start with the just historical, what is Gnosticism and the Gnostics? What is this idea in these people and this concept in that word? From a not scholarly, just layman point of view. From my perspective, based on what I know, the Gnostics were a group of Christians yep. that immediately offshoot from the original Christianity. So like it, if we're looking at a timeline, it's like zero AD Christ is born zero to 33 Christ is teaching or no Christ isn't te- zero to 30. Christ isn't teaching 30 to 33. He's teaching or whatever. The timeline so is. like this says it's a movement of the second century Christian yes. church, partly of pre-Christian origin. Yes. So here we, how so can is, it be pre-Christian? Here's where we're going. So I'm laying out the timeline. So Jesus lives, he starts to teach in like 30 or whatever year you want to say. And then like is. already there's people who are like. So now, so now people are following Jesus and they're learning from Jesus, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So then a hundred years go by after Jesus dies, after he's resurrected. And then word of mouth, you have the 12 disciples. We have the end of Acts of the Apostles when they're, or the end of the Gospels where they're speaking in tongues and spreading the word of Christ throughout the world. And we're getting Christianity's beginning as a religion. That's the story of the Gospels, how okay. Christianity starts. Jesus and then his followers. And as they go out and they spread the word of God. But this isn't written down then. What, the Bible? The Gospels. They're yeah. not written down when that's happening. Correct. They're not written down until like 400. Yes. They're when actually the happening. Is, yeah. When the church is starting to form, that's when people start saying, we have to write this down. Yeah. But until then, what's happening is people are spreading the word of Jesus. So, naturally... In any religion, in any in like any fandom, in Star Wars fandom, like you're gonna have people you're who disagree with yeah. on what the teaching actually is, what the truth of the message actually is. Okay. okay. So think of this as like as Christianity is starting out, them trying to work out what Jesus was actually trying to say. What is it to be a Christian? What is what is it to be a uh, who is Love God? Thy neighbor. Like it's literally those essential questions. Okay. So now if we think of the Catholic Church, the mainstream Christianity, the Bible as mainstream Christianity, you could think of the Gnostics as the first off the mainstream Christianity. They were the other group. They were the ideology that was warring with what eventually becomes Christianity. Now are they are they not Christians? They are, they are not Christians. They believe Gnost- in Christ. Gnosticism believe in Christ. They're Christian. Okay. So now here's how you could think about this. You've heard of things like the no, Gospel wait, hold on. of Thomas. I, I don't want to like interrupt and sure. like because I feel like this might... You're on a roll. I don't want to interrupt. No, but no, interrupt. I'm going to have questions along the way. Sure, ask away. You are a Catholic. Yes. And I feel like we've had... By con- tradition, born and raised, I'm a Catholic. And I feel like we've had conversations in the past, sometimes on the podcast, sometimes not, about Christians. Yes. And not that I think you've ever, like... 
thought lower of Christians, but I feel like you're a true Catholic in sure. like the sense you've you know you've been active in the church. You're a very big part of that religion. You ever see? Um, I feel Gags like of New York? you believe. No. You ever seen Gags of New York? Like the first hour, one time you made me watch it, <laughs> and I was so bored. <laughs> but now that I'm older and appreciate film, I don't know. Maybe I'd probably like it. Well, it's, it's about like the war between the Christians and the Catholics, the, and, yeah. and it's like that. But like, I just feel like things I've heard you say before is like Catholicism is it. It's well, the most the, true, the closest. But like, I don't know. When I talk to like, like if you go in the South, sure. and you're talking to like Christians. Yeah, those people are on it, man. <laughs> I get it. They're on it. For sure. And they talk to you about Christ, and you're like, this sounds way better. Yeah, okay. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. But we'll get it. That, okay. It doesn't, and that's not to say that I'm right. I'm just to say, like, that's kind of essentially what religion boils down to anyway. But in this instance, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about, like, you could think of, like, Martin Luther leaving the Catholic Church and, like, oh, that's a big split. This is way more fundamentally different because this is, like, the people who listen to Jesus... The people they taught now debating what the, what it's like, the ideology of the it's church like is a actually group going of to people be. People were at Red Rocks in Colorado listening to Jesus speak, and half the group left going, "We got to spread the word of Christ. We're, we're Christians." And then the other half left like, "We're going to spread the word of Christ. We're Christians." But they had two totally different takeaways. Yes. Well, okay. it's not just like a lot of the messages are parallel. Like a lot of them, they agree on a lot because they're fundamentally Christian. Essentially, the message of Christ they agree on fundamentally. It's what Christ was trying to say with that message that they disagree on. Got it, okay. So, like, they all, they'll say, like, yes, Christ says to love your neighbor. But it's like, well, why? Why? <laughs> well, because it's the right thing to do and we need to get into heaven. Versus, like, okay, and then they would the say, overall... Okay, but now, they would both agree with that. Okay. They would say, what is heaven? The, they'll say, like, it's then eternal... The split really it's starts. It's like the eternal ever after versus... It's the it's the all around us. They there's a lot of things in Gnosticism thing. that inverts from mainstream Christianity. Like they they disagree with completely. Like for example, like there is no eternal afterlife. No, well, for example, like the Garden of Eden, right? That's the God in the Garden of Eden and the serpent. Like you switch those characters. Like the serpent is actually God is actually a messenger from the divine, and the God of the Garden of Eden is actually. The bad god, the false god. Because you're you're going after a reward. Well, essentially, like think about the god of the old. So, just from my little Google of it, it literally said like it's the belief that it's ruled by a lesser divinity. Yes, exactly. Okay. So we'll get into how, how what that means, but yeah, first, I, didn't, I didn't understand that. First, we'll talk about just the sense that. If you think about, like, the God of the Old Testament, like, even in ma- mainstream Christianity, they would agree... The Torah. ...with the Gnostics, that the God of the Old Testament is fundamentally different from the God of the New Testament, right? Like, well, the that's Jewish why God the Jewish God is... And the Christian God are the same God, but, different. like, in the Bible, like, you know the Old Testament If you God listen to Ari Shafir's special, he's like, you guys... Did you, did you watch his special when he talks about when he goes... When he leaves uh, school to become a... Rabbi. A rabbi. And he goes to University of Maryland, and he meets, the first time in his life, like, he meets, like, Christians and stuff. And they're talking to him about the New Testament, and he goes, what the fuck is this? He goes, you guys invented a superhero in this in this sequel. You guys didn't have the right to do this. And it's, like, really funny, because it's, it's just not what the Old Testament, it's just not 
the so same the thing. So the God of the Old Testament even says, like, I am a jealous God, you should put no gods before me. So the Gnostics would say that, well, if he's, if the God of the Old Testament himself is saying, I'm jealous, like, who would God be jealous of? If you're not putting other gods before him, like, doesn't he, isn't he implying that there are other divinities, other gods? So, like, they're trying to say the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament are are essentially... Like, well, we even say that in church, though. And when we're saying the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed, whichever one it is, we say the one true God. Yes. Like, we are inferring that there are multiple. Sure. Even though we never say it. Exactly. So, now, the Gnostics' interpretation, like, you've, you've heard of probably, like, the, the Gospel of Thomas. Mary and Thomas. And all yeah. So, it's kind of that. In the 1940s-ish, I don't know exactly when. There was a big archaeological discovery, and that was called the Library of Hamada. I think that's what it is. And what they found were essentially hundreds and hundreds of manuscripts of Coptic knowledge, like what the Coptics believed. But before nineteen forty, who are the Coptics? Uh, Coptic is the language it was written in. That's that's like original, before Greek, after hieroglyphics in Egypt. The language that came was like they were Coptic gospels. Got like it. that's where all these like Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff like that kind of associated with this but not all the dead sea scrolls or not all the like miscellaneous gospels are gnostic but a lot are and there's other gnostic texts that are actually like way more like sci-fi that you wouldn't even like you'd be like what the heck that's part of this like yes it is part of this so anyway before 1940 our understanding of gnosticism was framed by the thousands of years of essentially Christian propaganda or like mainstream Christian propaganda against Gnosticism early in the Catholic or not Catholic church, but early in the church before it was formed as a Catholic church, as, as these people are become are electing bishops and priests, it wasn't not mainstream essentially for there to be Gnostics in like the, some bishops were Gnostics, early bishops. Some in the Catholic church, there wasn't the Catholic church yet. It was just the church. It was okay. just like, Christ's church, the Christian people, they didn't have one unifying ideology, essentially. They were just all people who listened to Christ, believed the essential message of Christ, and then were going on and interpreting that and preaching, and then becoming bishops and forming churches. Yeah. And then these churches, like the, in the letters where Paul is trying to spread the, like, unify the to churches. The, he's writing to the Corinthians. He's writing to the... Yes, they're spreading messages. To the Galatians. But the there's Galatians. also the Gnostic understanding that's kind of, like, counter to this. Or maybe not even counter, just, like... In in addition? Yeah, like almost in addition. Or like, not even... like Or just like wrestling, debating, ideologically debating. They, they just exist. They're just yes. out there. But when they lost, that's where the word heretic comes from, right? It's like... The Gnostics... I forget the name, but there was like a bishop in the 400s who wrote a lot about Gnosticism, but essentially he was the the guy who was writing the letters that were condemning Gnosticism and promoting the, what eventually does become mainstream Catholic Catholicism, catechism, whatever. And he is using the term heretic, which at the time essentially means, uh, like, knowledge. It's, like, it's, like it's, it's just like a, a different knowledge. And it essentially becomes associated with all the things he's saying Gnostics do, which is, like, they eat other people. And they uh, molest children. And do like, they, well, they that's, slander them. That ain't the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, well, essentially. But they were using that kind of propaganda in order to, like, win the argument and then eventually over time when they win the argument like a lot of that those texts were destroyed 
But when they found these texts in the 1940s, what's interesting is like these are texts in a lot of cases are older and more well preserved than almost any other text we have. Like there are four separate copies of what's called the Apocryphon of John, which is the second half of the Gospel of John. Apocryphon. No, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's essentially the second half. You should of name the your kid Apocryphon. Oh, this is Apocryphon. Apoc. You call him? Yeah, you call him Apoc. <laughs> Yo, Pac. Dude, that's a sick name. I'm putting that into the mental bank. <laughs> but <clears throat> this is Apocryphon Biazzi. Say hi, Apocryphon. It's essentially the second half of the Gospel of John, and it's my least favorite Gospel. But there's four manuscripts, four complete manuscripts of that, and there aren't four manuscripts of... There aren't even one... There's not one complete manuscript from an earlier time period of any of the Gospels. So, like, that just tells you how well-preserved these things were. Like, these were prized. Anyway. So, what is the mythology? I'm going to condense it down for you based on the four or five YouTube videos I've watched. And it is a very complex and complicated idea. How how long are these videos? Some are like ten hours long. Jesus Christ. I didn't watch the full ten hours. I'm assuming you didn't. I watched like the first two hours. How good is that smell? Someone's got the grill going. It's great. That's some chicken legs. It's a long winter. It like was, but it was mild, so it's weird that it's like taken us this long to get into spring because it feels like spring's been around the corner for like months. But it just is it just hasn't, here. yeah. So, the mythology. We're gonna start at the beginning. This is the creation origin of the Gnostics. The Gnostics. Okay. So they have their own creation story. Okay. So like in the beginning, not seven days. No. In the beginning, there was knowledge. There was the understanding of itself. That was the first thing. There was something eternal, immortal before, but we can't identify it. We can't explain it. It's incomprehensible to us, but something had to exist before. But first, so you're calling that knowledge. But first there was knowledge or wisdom. And this is where we get the term Gnostis, uh, Gnostics, because no, the root of Gnosticism is just knowledge. So like, Oh, so they're spelling knowledge, G-N-O. Yeah. Mm. But knowledge is essentially the first thing, or wisdom you can refer to it yeah. as, or one. Okay. So this knowledge wants to understand itself. itself. It has self-awareness, right? I feel like I've heard all of this. It before, is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where, like Frankie, that's why I'm saying this is the original conspiracy. This was 200 years ago when they're arguing about Christianity. No, but I, I swear I've like heard exactly that. It's the Book of Ra. It's different philosophies. No, it's but I feel like I've heard it like mainstream places. That's Gnosticism. It's the core of this philosophy that was snuffed out by early Christianity. Okay. So that's where you begin. You get self-awareness. And once knowledge and wisdom starts to discover itself, it begins to establish the divine principles. The best things. Love. Truth. Peace. All these, like, fluffy things that we associate. That's why I'm saying, like, this is a New Age philosophy. really focuses on those things. But that's not all Gnosticism is. Like, it would be a mistake to say, like, it's all about aligning your chakras and finding peace and harmony. Like, that is not the core of Gnosticism. It's a part of achieving enlightenment, for sure. But achieving enlightenment is only going to happen if you understand the origin. You have to understand, like... In my opinion, because, like, I don't understand it. Like, I'm not saying I'm enlightened. Fuck that. I'm just saying, like... Based on what they're saying, to be enlightened... You can't just, like, meditate and say, oh... You have to literally experience you have to live. truth. You have to live it, yeah. Okay. So... As all these good principles are being created by the light, the first knowledge, wisdom, 
uh, shadows being cast, right? So you can't have light without shadow. You can't have knowledge without, like, temptation. Or you can't have uh, truth without lies. You know, like, there's always going to be the other side of those principles. But the first one was chaos or envy. So, like, depending on how you interpret it. So the first shadow principle was chaos or envy. And like truth, wisdom, knowledge, the first thing was disgusted with itself for being able to create something so hideous and impure. And what it did was it separated that from itself. It cast out the demons of its shadows. Like, all the negative things, poof, and it left the immortal good principles in the light above. And so below, it cast the shadow As above, principles. above, so below. Right? Okay, so right now it's all basically, like, it's not hard to understand that based on what they're saying. Well, the shadow deity, which has a name, and it starts with an I, and it's really long, and I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to say the shadow. Like, the, the negative principles. Envy. In its rage, in wrath, like, it, anger was created because it was cast out. And in its wrath and jealousy, what it did was it took the chaos, the matter. So, like, when light was created, when light self-aware and becomes light, like light is understanding light. Knowledge is like, oh my god, I'm so bright and beautiful. Night. The is light this is why itself... we signify like when you have an idea, it's like a light bulb over maybe, your head. Yeah, maybe boom. But like light, you know, how like photons exist. So it's yeah. essentially like when light was created, matter was created because photons have energy, and energy is matter, and all these things. Shadow, knowing it could use that, took the chaos and matter and energy and formed it into something material, solid. That's the material world. And it ruled over the material world in the shadow, in the firmament. In the in the actual scripture, it says the watery substance. That's what they call it. Now, what scripture so like, is this? This is like in the, you could go Apocrypha of John or like God, all these different Gnostic texts. Not just that one. There's so where are they getting this from? Are this they getting is this, no, this is Gnosticism from... being written down. This but is that's there. what I'm saying. Like, are they like... Just like how the Gospels were being written down, this is what they're like, writing down. Is Christ... Meaning, like, Christ at one point was speaking this. No, well, so they, they all agree on the Gospel of, like, Jesus' life and death. But they're saying what his message was... We'll get to, what he, we'll get to how it ties into that. Okay, okay, okay. Because, like, first understand creation, and then we'll get to, like... How Jesus factors into what they're saying. Okay, so... Oh, God. Isn't this fucking crazy? I'm very interested in it. Okay. So. Hold on, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah. So, like, you know how the flat earthers say there's a firmament? And, like, space is in space. It's like the ocean or water. Yeah. It's, well, that's essentially what the Gospels in the Gnostic text, a lot of them agree. They're like, we're not in space. We're in, like, an ocean. Like, a deep, watery... And there's a bubble that essentially Satan controls. Because, like, the evil emotions and the shadow, like, they're, they are material, so they're fluid. Whereas light is perfect. You can escape the water and ascend to the light, where you have no mass and energy. You float with the brightness of whatever. So, like, that's kind of the, the thing. So now, in the Garden of Eden, right, it's like the shadow deity, let's say Envy Chaos, shadow, now creates this bubble where it has control over the material world, right? Like the physical stuff. It creates humanity in the image of God. What it sees itself as. Wait, who created this? The shadow. The shadow. We're in the firmament now. So like earth, the material world, everything we can feel and touch, 
The material world is created in the shadow in the firmament by the, by the lesser deity, the deity that was cast out by the perfect light, by knowledge itself. Okay? This deity creates the Garden of Eden, right? That's where we get to their Garden of Eden. But it's the knowledge and light that sends the serpent to the, to the humans who are essentially, in their creation myth, they're like almost more beast-like. They walk on all fours, and they're naked, just like how they're Adam naked. and Eve. Yes, just like how they're... are they named Adam and Eve in this or no? I don't actually know because like, I haven't gotten to that point. Like, there's so much. Like, I haven't actually gotten to hearing like because like the actual what the actual text says about it. Only what people have said about the actual because text like about it. I don't know. It's still then if that's the case, it still to me just sounds like they're taking the thing that already existed and rewriting it. If it's, it's like, but it's not. That. Well, there was still a serpent, and it's still the Garden of Eden. Like, it's it's a different. It's just an indifferent interpretation of it. It's not like they. It's not as if they listened to it and wrote their own. As much as like the story changed for these people. Like this is how this. These people heard the story and told it among themselves. So okay, now I this story, okay. <clears throat> in their story, in the Gnostics version of creation, it's like telephone. Yeah, because it wasn't. I mean, the Old Testament, like, the Old Testament creation's written down, but in terms of, like, Gnostics' interpretation of... We'll get to it. Alright, so. Um, Adam and Eve and the serpent are essentially... The serpent is from the light, and the light is telling them that to understand everything, to be more like God, you have to have knowledge. You can't not eat the apple from the tree of... What? i got to interrupt again. Sure. If you're agnostic, mm-hmm. you don't believe in... You don't believe in anything. You're sure. not an atheist. You're just agnostic, right? Like yeah. You're not... You don't take a position. That has to come from... Gnostic. Yeah. Uh, Gnostic. Agnostic. You don't know. Yeah. Gnosticism is like knowledge. So like agnostics be like you just the, the sentence that you okay, don't. Okay, continue. All right. So not the Gnostics say the serpent is trying to spread knowledge to the to Adam and Eve and they eat the tree blah blah blah. And that Jesus comes and when he's born into human form, he's coming from this overarching god that's I think the name of this god in turn, when Jesus comes, it's like something like Barbado. I don't even understand. The, the, there's no translation, but like the word is Barbado. There's like all these weird characters in the text that like no one can even translate. Like long strings of like vowels and numbers. Like, it's like there's some weird shit in there. But apparently, this one God sends Jesus as a literal manifestation. So like this is where we get Jesus being like in Christianity. We agree, Jesus is. The, the actual incarnate God. But in Christianity, from the Gnostics point of view, you're, you, you would essentially have to believe that Jesus were the son of the lesser divinity. Just based on the understanding that if the God is the same God as the God of the New Testament, it can't possibly be the divine God. Because the God of the divine God can't be jealous of anything because there's only God. And it has the wisdom and understanding of itself. So God can't be insecure. Insecurity is a shadow of itself, essentially. That's their belief. Okay. Okay. 
And Jesus supposedly, and in these other gospels, there's there's a lot of this where Jesus is talking more about this metaphysical understanding of light and and truth and um, shadow. It's in it's in all these manuscripts. Blah blah blah. When they. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought there. But do what? Do you have any other questions about Gnosticism before I jump to the? No, I mean I think I'm following the best I can okay. with the limited information that we have here. Yeah, because I don't want to get too much more in depth. So like that's like the understanding of their creation myth and like their uh, relation to Christianity. So. There also is this understanding in the modern element of Gnosticism where you have to have if you if you apply it to like how corrupt we believe the institutions are, right? The church and the government and like how we can't understand truth, it actually ties fundamentally into the first principle of Gnosticism, which is like you can only you it's not about belief, which is the inversion of Christianity where it's like and faith. It's not about that it's just like trusting what you know which would be the word of jesus so like if you just listen to the word of jesus this war went on for 150 years before mainstream christianity snuffed it all out i just think it's fascinating so what happened to the gnostics they don't they're they got tied in with that's where we get the term heretics like over the hundreds of years gnosticism essentially became the first heresy and now when you think about that and you think about how things are how, what, how things happen? Like, was it just like they just won the PR battle? <laughs> yeah, they were the libs. They're like, we control everything. Shut the fuck up. So it's kind of an interesting understanding of like Christianity. If you think about that, a lot of that hint, like the I don't even know how to go into it, but like the Book of Ra stuff. A lot of that we are all one philosophy is is into that. Like if you can align yourself with the truth and understand that we're all connected in the light and all this hippy dippy bullshit. Like eventually you can then astral project because you would transcend like the physical body because the physical body is the lesser deity. One of the things that is very fascinating to me is when you hear like Russell Brand is such a fascinating person to listen to when he gets on to his like, when you start talking about like energies vibrations yeah. one we're all one we're all connected like i think it's all fascinating like i love the idea of it like people can meditate and they can achieve enlightenment then when you're talking about these like types of shaman people who are like dealing with ayahuasca and you bring that into the equation like all of these things and like the reiki and the the chakras it's all in my opinion Almost everything is, but this was like it has to be rooted in some truth. Yeah, right. There's gonna be truth there, and it it actually kind of goes back to um what 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 do you believe, right? Like in 2017 and 18, when I'm living in Florida, is when I saw things I think the most clear in terms of I had this epiphany. Of, like, if the things I believe about these elite people are 
Let, I, let's assume I have to believe it. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. They're so bad at getting to the right spot right here. Have a good night, man. Um, if if those things that I believe are true about the no, about the the evil cabal, right? Yes. Okay, I believe that these people have these spirit cooking parties. I believe that these people participate in offering up sacrifices to Moloch. If if I believe these things about these people, nice. This is a refund from AT and T. Nice. You know how much they gave me back? Twenty dollars. Three dollars and sixty six cents. They put it on a card. It's crazy. <laughs> um, might as well just ship you pennies. Uh, in the sock, like a Tide bag. <laughs> you go, but asshole. If I believe in these, that this is what they believe. Yes. Well, these people are smart. These people are highly educated. Yeah, like if they knew this was true. So like if if they are doing all of these things, whether it's for show or full belief, they are doing it. They believe in some sort of ritualistic aspect of worshiping like the if devil. They knew the lesser deity was like So like if this is what they're believing, well then I have to assume that the other side of it is also real. Because if yeah. they believe that's real, exactly. well, then that's implying that the other is real. And so, I think you just get into this, like, really weird... And it, religion, spirituality, is all tied to the, the same core thing, which is, at the end of the day, society is such a corrupted, broken mess... And there's really nothing you can do about it other than focus on yourself and m- maybe try to achieve enlightenment that way. Yeah. But that's kind of unrealistic, too, because what are you going to do? You have to live in the constructs of society, unless you choose to totally not. I think, but- the, I think some of the most fascinating aspects of it, too, are how up until 1940, the mainstream academic understanding of the Gnostics was totally different. Until they actually under, understood the texts themselves, until they were discovered. And the other thing is, like, Gnostics, at, at first it was just a Christian ideology, but by the time it took root, like, it spread for hundreds of years. And there were Jewish Gnostics, is Muslim Gnostics, yeah, you could all over the be world. be a Gnostic from any type of faith, right? And they were all persecuted. That's pretty probably on to something. It's <laughs> pretty interesting. So, what. what it, where do you stand now in your I, limited research? Just curious. Well, curious and a little bit like, oh, I think they were maybe onto something. Well, the problem is there's not a lot of like really good, like the first website I clicked on is like one of those like. Ugh. There's not a lot of really hard hitting stuff to like sink your teeth into outside of like actually just reading these texts and like a lot of these texts are actually hard to interpret. So like that's kind of the problem for me is like. It is a lot of it is up for the interpretation if, over time of a lot. If of tomorrow people. you're driving and you drove past a Gnostic church and they're yeah, like putting I on a mask, the would, you, church, no, yeah. would you go in and like listen? Be like, what's Maybe. going on here? But but see, here's the thing about Gnosticism. There's like I said before, there are two different Gnostics, right? Like you just said, if you drove past a Gnostic church, I don't believe that's actually what Gnosticism is because they I wouldn't would they wouldn't have a church. A Gnostic 
is someone who could go to any church and find the truth in that church and be reverent of the divinity because they understand that the divinity ascends the church itself. And I think I'm one of those people. So like maybe I'm called to being a modern Gnostic in practice just by like trying to have the knowledge of truth but being open to the understanding and I, that we don't. I would agree with you that like you are the, that type of person because I feel like you do have a good understanding of – you know, like all the flaws of the Catholic Church, but that's it's it's an organization run by man, and yeah. at the end of the day, any perfect. organization run by man is going to have. And it this, doesn't know anything. It doesn't know everything. It it's not the one. Yeah, it's not the knowledge. It's it's just it's our, not the it's divine. Our interpretation it's our interpretation of, of, of the divine being. But that's my issue with church. Well, then why did they kill the Gnostics? <laughs> and it's like my issue with. I don't really have any issue with religion. I like. I think, like, I, I think I've probably mentioned it before on here, but that podcast I listened to all those years ago with that guy who's awful on Twitter. He's like the craziest lib, most annoying <laughs> fuck. But he's like a a deacon and pastor, and his story about like find like being a devout Christian, like Baptist, and then leaving the church and being atheist and then coming back to the church and all the things he did. And he talk, and he's like a scientist, so he knows like about the brain. He talks about you could wipe out all of civilization tomorrow, start them fresh with nothing, and religion will still come back because it is innate. Yeah. It is in us. It has nothing to do with anything other. It is a thing inside of us that will keep religion going forever. So, there's got to be something to all of it. I'm fascinated. I have I have the idea in my head for a series of poems titled "At War with the Gnostics." Okay, so that's where I'm gonna go with it. Right. But I'll probably never. Do How does it relate to aliens? Okay, so like are aliens, the Pleiadians no, so like, Gnostics? They're different planes, and they're essentially demons. So like, not always demons. So, like, they're, they're emissaries of the light that can come and visit us, and there's also, like, emissaries of the darkness. So, like, if you're, let's say, like, lizard people, right? We want to talk about lizard people. It'd be like if, if I said to you, oh, oh God, it's so hard to believe. The universe is part of everything, right? So, like, yeah. outside the firmament, in the outside space, whatever we want to say, like, there might be other life. That's where everything exists. Yeah, there might be other things, but they're all creations. I don't know. I actually do kind of think this does tie into <coughs> simulation theory. In and they way. might have all their own levels of knowledge <coughs> and understanding. Yes, it does, right? Like, like, the power on button. Why aren't we... like the, Why isn't it that this is all just a veil that's pulled over our eyes and we're just... How would we know? Like, how would we know? Also, dude, I had a conversation this morning about AI. Are you scared? No, but like... Have you accepted your fate? Yeah. Like, how are we still doing what we're doing with AI? We know how robot? it ends. There, are so- there have been science fiction movies written about this did you see for the, decades. Did you see the robot dogs in New York no. now? No. They find- the Boston Dynamics have finally gotten their robot dogs with guns on a police force, and now they're going to be like I don't, I, monitoring I, New I York was under with the AI. impression. It's, have you ever seen iRobot? Yes! We're there. I think iRobot is the most accurate of how it all goes. I don't think there's it's Terminator. Enough, I think it's iRobot. And then we're all just like in our homes in prison. It makes sense. We're awful. 
So, obviously, AI is going to be like... Get rid of these guys. We figured out the issue. It's you. Isn't it amazing how AI and us both know that's coming and, like, know it? We're just like, let's do it. <laughs> hey, if we can get one cash register to know what your total is before you even check out, we won. It's like, no! It All right, just, we have to end it because I have to take care of my sick baby. It makes no sense. All right, bye.
This is a new team, so that, to go two and two would be good. What it's not really if a you full new it? team. I just added a Vaporeon, really. What happens if you win it? Nothing. This would be pride. Okay. All right, so I think here, just a Drain Punch. I got an Iron Hands going against my Breloom 1v1. I'm pretty much full health. Oh, you're going back to the Breloom. Yeah, the Breloom's been on this team a while. I like the Breloom. So Iron Hand stays asleep this turn, which means I'm going to protect here in case he wakes up. And then if he doesn't wake up, I can just Spore again. And he's Leech Seeded, so he can lose his health every turn. So we're going to protect. He's... It's on him to see if he wakes up. He stays asleep. Which is fine. Because I don't think he has anything that can one-hit KO me, and if he doesn't, can't one-hit KO me, it's pretty much over. So now I'm just going to Drain Punch again, actually. He's almost dead. If he doesn't knock me out here, I think my Leech This is his him. last Pokemon. Yes. We both are down to our last Pokemon. He Sword Dances, which is interesting. That doesn't do damage to me, and he will be I'm going to call it. I'm going to say you won. Yeah, I think this Leech Seed kills him. Unless he's got something Get to see. Get him out Is it weird that you actually never know if the person you're battling is good or not? Yeah, no. That's kind of interesting. And his team, like, look, just looking at his team on paper, I thought, like, I was a, uh, this should have been a loss. Right, like, there are opponents you will come across that are just going to be better than you. They but know, out, they know strategies. with my protects. He, they know strategies. They know things that, like, you can't counter. The only thing I But do sometimes is, you just play guys that are terrible. The difference in this one was just I used Protect in the right places because I knew which Pokemon he was going to attack. So I had a pretty easy strategy. The return of around. Pokemon. Just, I, just well, Rose has been sick, so I'm not, like, downstairs playing my ass. Yeah, so you're just like... Um, but... I need I, something to pass the into time. something I wanted to talk about, which is what I've been playing downstairs on my Xbox. Can I guess? Well, last I think it was last week we talked about Skyrim. I'm just going to clean this table off real quick in the microphone. Are those my keys? No. No, those are my keys. Because it's bothering me how dirty this table is. So, it, yeah, last week we talked about Skyrim. Yep. It's not Skyrim. So, by cleaning it, you just put it back on the same table that you know. Well, now I'm realizing that I really haven't ever put it yet, so. Good news, you got a swing set out of here. <laughs> now wait, did, are you, you said you were going to guess, and you never guessed. It's like a fighting game? Nope. Elder Ring. No. I don't know. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, you know what? I knew that, because you tweeted about it. Damn. It's a good fucking game, man. Not only is it a good game, but like, it... Does, How is it on it the... It looks so good. Better? Like it well, it's like it's hard to even explain. Like the details that you get now <coughs> like all the same things existed in the old one, right? Like the old the, one you're on just talking about generation. Red Dead Redemption two yeah. on the previous on the gen. Four and one systems. The Xbox One and the PS4. Um so like the horse is still shit and like their footprints made indentations in the snow. And, like, you could see all the details on everyone's faces and all that stuff. But, like, the degree to which it's more and better is, like, hard to really put into words. It's just, like, looking at... It's like it's like 
the mods you would see for like Grand Theft Auto Five. Them, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like playing it like that, like with like really high enough mods on it. Like, oh man! But it's horses. It's, it's old western, too. and it's just like the way the game plays. So it's really fun. I that's like one of my biggest regrets in life, which is hyperbole because obviously it's not. But I bought Red Redemption Two when it came out, and I played that game every day for the first three weeks. And then I just didn't go back to it, like, one day. And that was it. Just never went back. Because I there's this thing that I have. It's in video games, and it's in books. Anything that's a long narrative. I can start consistent with it. Oh, we're going to have to get the ice cream if it comes. But I don't have any cash. I have cash. But if I stop for a day, I get this, like, anxiety about, like... I forget, like, if I don't pick it up the very next day, and then another day goes by, this anxiety builds that I'm like, I I don't know where I left off. I don't know what I have to do when I go back, and so I just won't go back to it. It's so weird, and I don't know what it is, but it's why, like, I've never really completed the story of, like, any video game ever, and why, like, Call of Duty was always, like, my game, because there is none of that. Like, you just pick it up and you just play it as is. You should play Rocket League. And playing the shit out of Rocket League too. I think it's fun. I had a game where I went, my team won eight nothing, and I scored seven goals. It's pretty good. I suck at that game. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sick at it. I'm bad at it. Um. So yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two is a triumph. I know last last episode I was talking about how good Skyrim is, and you could throw Red Dead Redemption Two. It's just like how they achieved something, and it's like better than most other works of art because of how insanely detailed and in-depth it is. But it's a different thing, because it's, like, such a team collaborative effort to make Maybe, a video game. Maybe, yeah, I'll go back and play it. You should. Have you, you've never completed it? Mm-mm. The cool thing about Red Dead Redemption is, like, you You know what the real problem was with that, like, specifically? You could sink hours and hours and I, hours into the game and never progress the story. Okay, so that's what I was about to say. It's like, I played it for literally three weeks straight. That's true of Skyrim, too. And I probably pumped in at least 20 hours, and... I don't think I was more than 20% done with the story because I wasn't doing anything that was like... I think there was one day where I played it for four hours and I just played poker. <laughs> I was just at a table playing poker for hours. None of, the, none of it's real. There's not real money. It's not even a poker game. But I was just sitting at a table playing poker and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. So I don't know. This, by the way, kind of ties into something I texted you about and then never followed up with it. Okay. And it's a weird thing to say on a podcast, but I texted you about this idea of that liberals have about, like, if you're into a, a woman or men of a different race than you, yeah, that sometimes that will be considered racist because you are, you're, like, fetishizing their race, and that's what you're into, which I think is ridiculous. But I'm guilty of this, but not in the sense of, like, race. I have been nonstop listening to the new Luke Combs album. And it's the first time I've ever listened to a country album, like, front to back. And, like, I'm in love with it, and it's sending me down more and more, like, country music. And... I fetishize so much the themes in country music, like the pickup trucks, ATV the dirt, mud. yeah, like the beer and the dirt roads. I'm like, I don't live that at all. 
I've never been there. But something about it, I don't know what it is. And it feels almost wrong. Like, I'm... I'm it's appropriate. Yeah, like, I'm appropriating culture that's not mine. Because you're a Guido from New Jersey? Yeah, like... If you were born... I live by the beach. Like, what do I know about dirt roads? Jackson, you, what do I know about dirt roads and cold beer? You know? Play some Red Dead Redemption. But that's what it made me think of it. It was like, dude, if I was just listening to that music playing Red Dead, oh, it's heaven. But I want to, I want to move out west. I really do. Putting glow cold, a little chilly. I'm gonna strangle you. I don't think you could. Yeah, not at this point. Probably not. I think I'd fuck you <laughs> up. You, you probably should. I mean, if, like, if you didn't, I think you'd die disappointed in yourself. Just would let, let it happen. <laughs> fuck it. All right, just kill me. But it's that thing where an older brother, like I just have, I just can. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just like you're still a bitch. <laughs> All right, I have, we I have something to talk about on, this on the real that's going to blow your fucking mind. Those are OJ Simpson's gloves. They're actually they actually are the actual evidence gloves. Nice. They fit me perfectly. The Risotoners? I don't know what that means. You, what if you fit perfectly in OJ's gloves? Well, OJ doesn't fit perfectly in OJ's gloves. That's what I'm saying. They'd be like. <gasps> It's amazing they let him put on a rubber glove before putting on another glove to test if it was going to fit. Dude, and then, he, had, he had the best lawyers. And then he barely puts it halfway on. He's like, it's as far as it's going to go. There's I, no way. Like, let me try it. I believe it. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, let's do this. All right. <laughs> 